The Chakkar. My name is Karan Madhok, and I'm the editor and co-founder of The Chakkar. The Chakkar.com is an Indian arts review, a celebration of India's artistic creativity, where we publish writing on Indian music, film, literature, theater, art, sports, and more. We also publish creative work like poetry, fiction, photography, original art, etc. In this episode, I will interview a number of guests on recent trends in music, literature, and film and TV from India and abroad. In conversation today with Shasta Vaishnav, Pratik Santaram, and Anurag Tagat. We will discuss books by Jayant Kaikini and Ernest Klein, review the film Darlings, and listen to music by Parekh and Singh. So strap in and let's go around the chakkar. Uh, I want to welcome back Shasta Vaishnav on the What's the Chakkar podcast. Shasta, how are you doing? Hi, thank you for having me. I'm great. I've been reading a lot, which is always awesome. How, how did you describe yourself? Avid reader, avid writer. No, I said sporadic writer, avid reader, because I would much, much rather be a reader than a writer. I mean, of course, I love writing, but I love reading so much more. What have you, What have you been reading this past month? So, yes, this past month I've actually read. Um, so Bombay happens to be one of my favorite themes to read about. I mean, we've discussed Maximum City together and everything like that. No, this is we even did. Uh, we even did the Nev March uh, mystery. Yes. Yes, so, we did yeah, the Nehru yeah. mystery. Correct. This is an entirely different book, but again, theme is Mumbai, and it's No Presence Please by Jayant Kekini, uh, uh, and it's called Mumbai Stories. And this book was recommended to me by a dear friend, and she's uh, you know she uh, reads a lot of these translations because she is from uh, uh, Bangalore. I mean, she's Tamilian, so she also likes these South Indian. um you know writer so he is a kannada poet actually a short story writer columnist and a playwright uh, jayant kaikini and this particular book was fascinating because it's it's been translated from kannada by tejaswini uh, niranjana and uh, so it's 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 short stories and it just spans across mumbai and it talks about like these forgotten people in the corners of mumbai so throughout i mean it doesn't uh, cover urban uh lives as much uh, it's sort of the middle class and lower middle class but it really really looks it really really gives this beautiful uh, uh insight into what is going on in their lives you know and the the way the stories are is that every story there's something that happens you know to the character that sort of turns the narrative Uh, you know so it's uh, the and the descriptions are just beautiful like i wish i could read the original kannada writing because uh, uh, that in translation itself it's so beautiful you know so i i remember thinking so certain stories stand out so for example there's one story about a bus driver who is so is he really wants to take leave from for ganpati okay he's a bsc driver but he's not take, getting that leave so he drives the bus out of bombay and he drives the bus into his village into the interiors of maharashtra you know and that's it's just snippets of like these really entertaining cool stories or like this bachelor guy whose life has just not changed for 30 30 40 years and suddenly he gets a random marriage proposal from some random you know friend of a friend and his whole life changes just with the proposal not even with the marriage you know and there's a lovely 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 story about 
this young young couple who sort of meet in a movie theater he works in the movie theater she comes to watch movies and they decide to elope and leave their horrible life but you know the twist is of course i mean i'm giving it away but it doesn't matter because you, when you read this is just so beautifully written the twist is that when they when they do elope they don't stay together they just needed each other to escape their lives but they don't stay together you know so it's just so beautiful and and every aspect of mumbai is covered quite quite like a maximum city but not like it's not it's not salam mumbai it's not maximum city it's not like any of these things it's very it has its own sort of place in mumbai theme uh, stories because it covers like working in cinemas the opera house this whole bst thing the local trains thane you know other parts of mumbai which are very like they like the corners of mumbai i would say you know um and there's so much familiar there's so much that's familiar as well because we see these people every day we see these people some of the characters we see them in our trains in in the buses next to us you know they, they are all around us you know and he's managed to capture that essence and every story is very short so it's very easy to get through he's uh, captured things that have happened in mumbai as well like the floods uh the terrorist attacks but it's not done in a very forced way that oh this is mumbai story so i have to write about the floods oh this is the terrorist attack it's sort of weaved into the whole thing you know so of course some st- stories stand out way more than the others like there's a beautiful beautiful story my favorite from this is a story called unframed which is about a picture frame wala you know the um, the guy who frames photographs and he's got these unclaimed photo frames like you know sometimes people give pictures to be framed and then they just never come back to take them and he's just like what do i do with them and there of these old people obviously maybe people who passed away or you know people just wanted that frame and then one fine day he decides that he gives those frames away to a theater play uh, you know like a set because they needed for a play so he finally gets rid of those photos till he meets someone who actually needs photos of old people to keep in his house to convince his uh, you know uh, to convince his to be lovers parents that he has parents this guy is an orphan you know so when so, so how the uh, story progresses from there it's just so beautiful because it's such a different theme it's something we see on the road all the time every day but one would never think of writing a story on of unclaimed photo frames you know so uh, yeah i i think this is a book that i really enjoyed i would definitely recommend it because it's short stories it's a quick read it's memorable writing oh and at the end of it there's a very nice i mean for for very literary people there's a very nice discussion which is sort of like scripted out between between uh, surbhi sharma filmmaker and longtime fan of her office fiction and she's interested in converting some of it to feature length screenplays uh, nisha susan who's a journalist and fiction writer in english ashwin kumar who's a researcher and fiction addict both kannada and english and the translator of this book tejaswini niranjana so they sort of discuss the book and discuss many of the stories and the themes and what it is and what it is not which i felt was um, a good addition to you know reading the book so yeah that was no presence please by jayant kekini highly recommended so what's the reference to the title no presence please what's um... it's it's the last story in the book um okay. and it's about again this it's about this couple who's decided to get married 
and they they meet to discuss their wedding invitation like and they meet in like you know in the, near the guy's office and they decide okay uh, somebody has given them an album of wedding invitations and they're looking through them and they're just like no presence please all these rich people write all this like you know that in that sense like it it um, alludes to that um, that story and then of course they start rethinking their own marriage while deciding mm-hmm. their wedding invitation so there's always something that shifts in the story to shift the narrative of i i can actually remember all the stories even though i finished reading this about 3 weeks ago i can still remember so many of them so clearly and as you were describing the stories i could totally imagine them being cinematic yes. be- be- because there's well you know you'll see on netflix or on prime there's this new fad of like uh short indian short movies so whether it's in a uh, modern love mumbai or whether yes. it's you know um i remember that a few years ago netflix did, did these anthologies by different directors about mumbai stories and stuff like that yes mumbai diaries mumbai diaries so th- this one actually i mean as as you were speaking i actually googled it and one of his stories has been picked up for um i think the the story is called Sh- uh, showtime from this collection has been picked up for for netflix short as well a uh, showtime i think is uh, possibly the one at the opera house if i'm not mistaken maybe i'm not sure but but there's yeah. so many here which are um, which sound like you know uh, the, the 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 story about the couple that that meets and and movie hall and, and separates or the one yes. about the bus driver i i can totally see this being like him getting his own 10 episode series of these short shorts you know uh, yes which, because these stories are this is the kind of content that's killing it in india right now these kind of like sh- short story tales instead of you know these larger overarching like over dramatic themes I think so I completely agree I completely agree like and and there are a few stories that are set outside of Mumbai but then ultimately land up in Mumbai or like get out of Mumbai like the bus that drives out mm-hmm. or there's a story about a very very naughty village boy who uh, who's brought to Mumbai to get into a remand home you know uh, so there are stories that are set outside as well but those are more memorable because of their setting you know but fabulous fabulous like the, there are some very disturbing ones I'll end with the last uh, the last disturbing story that I read about this was actually such a such a a good theme because it was about this family who had kept help like this lady to help them in the house a cook and a nanny and she had been with the family for years and years maybe 30 40 years and she gets sick and the family is a regular lower middle class family it's not like rich or anyone anything and she gets sick and then they have to take care of her so how they take care of their help and what ultimately happens you know it's like it was and it's called a truck full of chrysanthemums and it's just beautiful it's just beautiful it just stays with you because you rem- you realize all the things that can change in one night you know so yeah this book is just i i would definitely say i was very impressed i knew that it was going to be good but um, <clears throat> and i want to read more translations because of this you know because uh, i i i i've read gachar gochar i've read a uh, couple of other similar like south indian translations like uh, writing but i want to read more because i like this style you know so, so yeah <laughs> that's what i want to say about this book my you know uh, i told you before we started recording um yes i like to sort of pick if if you have picked an indian author i'm going to pick something Uh, international yeah. and yeah, so i what, have, did what did you read this time kind of i i went kind of pulp fun fiction it's this really fun um, sci-fi story called ready player 1 on if you've heard about it oh 
Very cool. By who is who is it by? The author is Ernest Klein, and okay. um, th- th- this was a you know six or seven years ago, just a huge bestseller. Uh, for mm. I would say, it, I guess it is for YA. YA can get started, but it's also for a lot of grown-ups. You know, it's mm. it, it's described as the grown-ups Harry Potter or uh, Willy Wonka meets the Matrix. Like those are some of the oh, wow. Okay. And mm. and 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 so uh, uh, Steven Spielberg made a film about this, a film adaptation about it a few years ago. So I actually watched the film a few years ago, and I had this book with me. Finally decided, you know, let's let's dive all the way in. And really, if if you are a, a geek of of video games, video games. If you are a geek of eighties, nineteen eighties American and Japanese pop culture, this mm-hmm. is th- this book packs it all in, and it's a. It, I mean, it, it it's a it's a pretty fun story. So, um, it's it's based in twenty forty four, where you know, between climate change and all sorts of wars, like Earth is terrible. Everyone is living in like abject poverty, but everyone spends their time in this virtual reality world. It's which is called the Oasis. Everyone okay. just has keeps the headsets on and they live life through their avatars. Which is doesn't seem that far off to me, you know. It seems like with with Meta coming now, this book predated Meta, but with Meta coming now, it seems like a lot of people will live their lives this way. Mm. And just like and 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 basically the the concept of this book is that the guy who designed the virtual reality world, when he died, he, he was very obsessed with nineteen eighties pop culture. He, that was mm. the decade where he was like a, a a young person and really thrived. So. So a a lot of this uh, virtual reality world is based on his obsessions from the 1980s, even though mm. this is like 50 years later. Um, and the concept of the book is that when he dies in his final will and testimony, he he sets up um uh, an Easter eggs as they call as they're called in video games, which mm. means like like puzzles and games. yeah, yeah. Like some kind of quest like hidden quest. Right. If you can solve this really difficult hidden quest, and you have to do a lot of research about mm. 1980s about other video games about everything that the creator was obsessed with it's mm. it's you're going to get like uh, uh, his estate which is worth billions of dollars so basically now the world is filled with these these people whose sole job is to search for these easter eggs and solve this and, and so there's like a worldwide race people in every country in the world are logging into the system to find these hidden and it's like this massive system it it goes on for like almost infinity right Oh, um, that's why the 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 comparison with Willy Wonka. With like, Willy Wonka comes in, but yeah. also like the Matrix, because you're living this yeah fictitious sort of um avatar life, right? Um, so he, and and uh, the main character is this like high school kid named Wade Watts. So it's sort of a geeky boy's dream. <laughs> this book it was written for <laughs> like uh a, a teenage boy who, who probably spends too much time in, on video games right. or an older man who's refused to give up on the teenage boy <laughs> inside him. Yes, uh, yes, fine. But Allah. you won't believe it, Karan. I am reading something so similar on an audio book called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabriel. Yes, I've heard about that. Yes. Yeah, yeah by uh, uh, Gabriel Zevin or Gap. Um, what? Mm. What's the author's name? But it's so similar to this. Like it's again like um, Gabriel Zevin. Yeah. Yeah, that's the author. So similar, the same thing, like Japanese and American pop culture, Korean also, mm-hmm. uh, in the 80s and 90s. And it's about a video game. I will talk about it when I'm done. But it's, uh, when, you're seeing, when you're talking about this, it's so, so similar. So you yeah. might want to check it out. Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. I, I, I heard about it. I, I heard the author being, I think the author was interviewed on uh, the New York Times podcast. That's how I heard about it. 
and, and I think that's a bit more literary, right? I think it's the, the, this one. It, I'm not saying it's badly written, but it's it's it doesn't have any like Booker aspirations or literature aspirations. This is okay. written for yeah. Th- this is more like I, I think the, the the author's intention was to write a book that makes you feel like you're playing a video game. So like yeah. the, when you open a book, you are going. It's as if like every time I open a chapter, it's like I, I, I've saved the video game. I've logged off. I've done something else, and now I'm continuing the game. You know. Oh, that's cool, though. That's really cool. I mean, that's very interactive and memorable, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not interactive, but but that's it. it that is the. It, it, yeah. it, that, that is the way the narrative goes forward. So it it, it is a lot of, a lot of fun to read that way, and um, and so he's working on a sequel, Ready Player Two, which I feel will also be like the I, I don't the pe- people did not love the movie because it was so different from the book, and I now that I'm reading the book, I realize it it would have been really difficult to make it into a film because it's just so specific and there's so many details. It's just it almost feels like this the author himself was just a little child who can't wait to let all of his obsessions out on page so right. uh, so i did enjoy that part uh, yeah and it's it's a it's it's an entertaining read is how i would describe it that's cool i think sometimes we need that as well right we can't always read heavy literary stuff and i feel like yeah it, it it's fun i mean the book the, uh, the one i said tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow is more like about game design so that's yes. why probably it's very literary because it goes into game design and the worlds of the designer but it's again very interesting and especially for people like us who who actually know what they're talking about because we have grown up playing those games like commander keen and mario and all of that you know so cool well, well especially the worlds of game design and literature and creative writing are not that far off from each other yeah um, yeah like uh, i have friends who actually like i i, I they're, they're friends of mine in the states and they're a couple and uh, the the husband is a a game design a professor of game design and the wife is a professor of writing and so they are and 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 they actually find a lot more in common because game design requires creative thought and storytelling in a way that creative writing also requires right yeah, so uh, yeah. so i'm not, i'm not surprised that these two worlds are are meshing and tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow might actually be like a precursor to a lot more stories like that you know uh, of this yeah. coming generation No I agree and you know you it's funny that you say that because there's a game in tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow that is about literature it's a, it's called Emily Blaster and it's about blasting out poems like Emily Blunt wow. <laughs> yeah it's, it's crazy like, yeah 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 so there's, there's a, lot, a lot of uh, overlapping of but that's okay. that's interesting that's really interesting i almost wish i had finished that so we had a video game theme going on this <laughs> we'll, we'll yeah. be find another time for that um Shasta, thank you so much. Uh, so you read "No Presents, Please" by Jayant Kaikini. Jayant Kaikini, yeah. No Presents, Please by Jayant Kaikini, yeah. And I, ha- I'm reading "Ready Player One" by Ernest Cline. Thank you yes. so much, Shasta, and I'll catch thank you in you a month. Pratik Santram joins us, and Pratik and I are going to talk about a recent-ish Netflix Netflix film called "Darlings," directed by uh, Jasmeet Kareen. क्या कर रही हो ये सब ए बच्ची हाथ खोल सालीन तो जान से जाएगी किधर जा रहे ली अरे आगे कुआं पीछे खाई किस्मत ने वाट लगाई दारू छुड़वाने की दवा बोली थी ना जो है मारने की दवा खाने में डाल दे जिंदगी पर दारू नहीं पिएगा करू हलाल बिछा के जाल बचेगा आई जस्ट वांटेड टू टॉक अ लिटिल बिट अबाउट द प्लॉट 
it's Alia Bhatt, Shefali Shah, and Vijay Verma. They are the three main characters. Incredible cast. Uh, all three have like you know great potential. Alia Bhatt is Badru, and she's married to Vijay Verma, who's Hamza. And they sort of have a seems like in the beginning a love marriage, but then soon the crevices and cracks are revealed, and we we realize that he's an abusive husband. Shefali Shah Shamshu is Badru's mother. The, the, she is basically the one voice of reason in, in Badru's life where she's trying to get her to you know, leave her husband behind, commit all sorts of acts of revenge on her husband. And the movie is sort of about a woman, who, a woman and her mother who are kind of driven to breaking point by this man and how they finally retaliate. Now, now that's like the, a very vague <laughs> plot of summary of the movie because it's, it, it's kind of promoting itself as a black comedy because even the theaters, even the theatrical... Yeah. Uh, trailers were all about yeah y- comedy thori si dark hair you know i remember seeing that uh, in the trailer so it it's kind of like selling itself from that angle w- would you agree it's fair to call this film a black comedy pratik but yes i think it's it's fair to call it a uh, black comedy again and that's one of the reasons why i actually liked it because mm-hmm. it spoke about a very uh, serious subject it's based around a very serious subject which a lot of people experience unfortunately but at the same time it could keep that comedy w- without making fun of the subject and i, I know that's not, that's that's not the reason to like a movie or mm. that's not what makes a movie great i understand that part but i liked that part i mean that is one of the reasons why i i think for me it works as as an audience member it worked because it at no point did you think that it was uh, first of all i don't think it was being preachy uh, with the subject at the second time it wasn't making fun of the subject or it wasn't getting those cheap laughs on the subject that it's based on the term black comedy is fine the comedy doesn't always land the genre is is it's it's part of the genre yes for sure it is a tough balance what the movie is asking for itself and because the movie is asking that of itself we as an audience have the responsibility to then expect it right and mm-hmm. and the balance is to to make a somewhat light-hearted movie about domestic violence which is just a strange <laughs> sentence to say right because like yeah. how, how can domestic violence be light-hearted again this is what i'm saying this is what the the film is attempting darling is attempting to do this uh, hamza which is played by vijay verma who i thought he was excellent he he really had this I, i feel he was the one character in my opinion the only character in this film who was able to balance i wanted the comedic side but able to balance the, the the abject terror that sometimes he would convey from the way mm. he just his movement just the way his eyes moved and then the and then just like the switch to turn the charm on or or turn things completely casual again because it, i think a lot of us have seen certain households which are yeah. able to keep that exterior balance of charming and happy you know yeah. where where you have a man who's who's gregarious who's outgoing who is able to really like knife his way into getting his way uh, hamza is one of these characters who is really difficult for his like as an audience we dislike him almost from the second time we see him the, the, the very first scene we don't know yet from the second scene we see him the audience is already switched off of this this character yeah yeah now the, the questions that the question the abuse women are often asked is that why did they choose to stay why did mm. they always choose to stay with their abusers sometimes the the answer is for family for children now for the majority of this movie there are no children so 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 for this film they had to come up with with a reasonable answer to that question why did she choose to stay and i felt that they they kind of got that right in what i mean to say is the complication of it's not that easy even if the man is a monster 
it's not as yeah. easy for Alia Bhatt's character Badru to leave a monster. Yeah, and also like uh, one thing I like, and I'm glad you brought up like the Vijay Varma thing because two things. First of all, is of his portrayal is he, he showed a very different alcoholic than we've ever seen on screen. This is an alcoholic who doesn't fall down. who doesn't stumble who doesn't slur and there are people like that and i th- think that kind of alcoholic is not been shown a guy who has two shots of whiskey in early in the morning and goes for work mm-hmm. and is able to sustain himself and takes takes a couple of swigs during the during his lunch break as well and i think that portrayal <laughs> i think uh, i don't think i I've, i've ever seen like a alcoholic in most cinemas like like that you know mm-hmm. uh, so that was a great kind of character portrayal i would say there and also the fact that he is not he's a monster yes but he is not your typical monster because had it been any any other film dealing with this you would have also shown the man to be cheating on his wife you would also shown the man to be just a violent person all around just a bad guy and he's not i mean yes he is a bad guy obviously because we can see we have that uh, we we can see what happens inside the house and what happens within the family in in public people like him to a to a certain degree he's okay he's he's a normal person like he's so i think that that character portrayal was really good and also this this is what why that movie kind of connected with me on, on some level was because we unfortunately know households like that so yeah you're right with saying that you know most of the time it's for the kids or uh, it's for low kya kahenge and this this movie doesn't have that i mean it's not really for the kids but it's more for because you know for different reasons but because she genuinely loves him and he he genuinely loves her as well at 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 a very messed up level but mm. he genuinely loves her as well i like the complication i like the complication the realism in that aspect vijay varma's the character the the relationship between the husband and the wife mm. was done done quite well yeah i i agree with you. i'm glad they didn't simplify the idea you know like they do love each other and it's not an easy thing as uh oh the wife loves him so yeah. she can't leave him and he doesn't love her so he hits her it's yeah. both of them have different degrees of love and hate towards each other yeah. at different yeah. times and he is obviously heavily emasculated at work he drinks yeah. a lot and he takes it out on her so it, it's these things that like these things aren't set uh, set out loud but they show in the film which which i did appreciate i i had some i had some issues with the film uh, i'll talk about the comedy part later Once again, coming back to the main characters, you know the the three main characters, um, Badru, Hamza, and Shamshu. We are shown so early the monstrosity of Hamza, mm. and we as the audience are automatically against him from basically, you know, the first ten minutes of the film. We know yeah. he's the villain. We know who the good is. We know who the bad is, and for for a lot of the film, it's a predictable thing of. when will badru realize that he when will badru see him the way we see i i wish that movie had given a, us a bit more of why don't we see what badru sees you know correct Sh- show us a little bit more of from her perspective of yes this man is terrible but th- th- this is a complicated woman show us more of her complications which make uh, him indispensable in her life for a while you know Uh, I think the film came a little bit short on that. You know, uh, the, the 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 mother's character, Shamshu's character. She's an incredible actress, Shivali Shah. But I yeah. I really felt that it was also left a little bit hollow. Like I think they could have really dug that character in deeper and shown us, you know, 
more of what a mother is really going through instead of being one tone about this issue. The mother's tone the whole time is, "I hate your husband," which which makes sense to us as a as a viewer because in the beginning the the villain is shown very clearly. It, we are yeah. told this is the bad guy. I, I just needed a little bit more of the gray area that that Badru mm-hmm. sees. I wanted to see that through the eyes of Samshu, and I wanted to see more through the eyes of Badru. How does that make a... sense? No, no, it does. It does. It it makes perfect sense. Actually, I think they they could have shown more of the courtship. Maybe old Hindi film, older Hindi films would have had a song in there. Uh, uh, not just the courtship, like the the stuff that married couples do that yeah. makes them actually love each other. And sometimes it's not love. Sometimes it's habit. Sometimes you're just you know. You're just used to having some a person around at breakfast who's behind you, who you're making yeah. eggs for. I feel that we should have seen more of that side of Badru because her flip flops during the the rest of the film, where she's sometimes she wants to punish him, sometimes she doesn't, really yeah. did not land for me. I, I I felt that they were a little bit off because she was flipping off almost without reason. So basically, I'm extending this to say that um, Ali Ali Abhat, I felt. Even though she's an incredible actress, I felt she was the weak link here in this film. Like I think she acts, uh, her act was a little bit too innocent. You know, it's like it, I was going to say that she yeah. she was made to be a, so dumb in this film and so as if like she 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 can't decide for herself, she can't stand for herself. She's this person who has no real you know backbone about any idea, and that just did not that frustrated me so much because even uh, let's just say naive and innocent woman. But she is not. She lives in Bombay. You know, like she's not going to be. Uh, even, but let's just say she is. Let's just let's just extend this uh, unreality to the fact that she's super naive and innocent. It 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 can never be th- that level of innocence. And I I, I needed yeah. to see a streak of more wisdom from her. Yeah, I think I think more than a. And you're right because she is an incredible actress. I think it's the char- character, the way it was. It is the character, of course. Yeah. I was actually going to say bring that up, which uh, is surprised because she usually puts in a stellar performance. And she was—I mean, the acting is good in this as well. Yes. Uh, but yeah, you're right. The character is a little weird because in some in some moments she she can lie really fast or she can like almost manipulate people, uh, other people. And I I get like and even if that they had shown that that she's really smart with other people. And we know again we know of people like this. They're really smart with like other people when when it comes to their whatever their uh, husband or boyfriend or whatever. You know, they suddenly become like they they turn a blind eye. Or they or they make excuses for them, and I think not enough of that was done. You're right over there. Mm. I do I do think that that yeah, her character could have been much better written. In fact, it would have been a great like a great comparison between like her with her husband, and it it is there somewhat. But yeah, you're right. But she she comes across as a dumb person rather than a person who's uh, facing this problem. Um, I mean, again, not not overly so, but yeah. They could have done more with that, definitely. And and that I mean, again, the the intentions in this film are great. The the, the message is great. I I really felt that somewhere in the script, the the writing to me fell short in this film. Yes, we know that a, a lot of women are stuck in these like really terrible situations, and 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 the society is it's patriarchal. But that doesn't mean the woman herself is innocent. Or and but I mean innocent. I don't mean innocent and guilty in in the criminal sense. Which but I mean innocent in the sense of like that 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 she's she's not shown to have. The complexity of thought that her husband has. Her husband is able to keep so many thoughts in his head. I was really disappointed by the tone of this film. Mm-hmm. 
it was it was trying to go for this you know what what i said earlier the attempt at black comedy totally it just felt way off we were going from you know just one scene where he's this menacing music he's got her by her, her throat she's really worried within 5 to 10 seconds it's like everyone's happy and chirping again and 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 the and the musical cues see like this is this is where i felt that this film kind of had ambition to be both it had ambition to be this deep thinking independent film but also this movie for the masses which mm. is the kind of films that, that amir khan used to do well i think back in the day in trying to be this movie for the masses i think like you know the tone tried to be a little bit too like happy and friendly and light which is possible i guess but don't spoon feed it to me as an audience member that like that that now is the moment where things are comedy and now is the moment where things are tragedy and now you know what i mean it really annoyed me <laughs> whatever I, i got yeah i i didn't i didn't pay attention to the musical cues so much but i actually liked and so so i maybe i, I don't know if it <laughs> i forget rewatch it but if i can then i'll pay a little more attention to the musical cues but that's one thing that i actually like that you know in one scene there was this really serious thing in the next scene there's a very like a very normal like a com- like a funny thing that's going on mm-hmm. i actually like that thing now do, do the jokes land all the time or do the does the comedy land all the time no i i'll i i admit like it's not it's not a great uh, th- because the comedy also sways between like subtle to like straight up slapstick sometimes it's yeah it's the, the slapstick so, really turned me off yeah i think that i think that was an issue i did have but i did like the fact that they fa- managed to make a movie which I, as i said in the beginning is about a serious subject but it it may it's making jokes but not on the subject it's making jokes around the subject as well so it doesn't really it never cheapens the so called message of the movie mm. how well they did the actual comedy how good, good it was yes that's debatable some some were some parts were funny some not so much but that's why i think i liked it overall as a movie because again it's something we haven't seen mm. and i know that's not necessarily what makes for a good film mm. but i appreciated that there, there is that turn in this film so, so this is not a spoiler even if you see the poster you see vijay verma tied up with the two women behind him so we know that at some point the husband is going to be tortured even before we turn this movie on right yeah um, yeah how did do, that turn when when alia alia bhat's character shifali uh, shifali shah's characters um babru and shamru shamshu babru and shamru when they turn against hamza and the film kind of goes off in this whole new direction um how did that land for you so that's one thing so as you said we already knew that was coming right that's what is heading towards i was just un- i was just wondering will it be one of those films which becomes suddenly dark like which just becomes like a not a snuff film but you know you know what i mean like i wish it had become a snuff film actually there was a part of me that that, that, that wanted some like yeah. a little bit more suffering the sec- i was just saying the second half was actually kind of i would say little messier in the first half because this first half was a very predictable one the second half not so predictable per se but it was messier mm-hmm. and i did not like the ending at all uh, okay. i thought they could have ended in a lot of different ways a lot of funnier ways it it got a little annoying towards the end yeah. but it was okay like uh, but yeah maybe maybe more torture was required <laughs> so <laughs> because if you're going to hate the guy for the full film yeah maybe like 
have some sort of a payoff at the end. So. <laughs> no, and you're right, and 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 not just is you know one of the reasons why I felt that ending did fully land was I think that the the, the filmmakers had an idea for this like wife and and mother-in-law finally get their back on an abusive husband, and that image yeah. comes to mind. Rajinikanth is tied up on a chair, and these women are dominating him. They, they wanted this movie to lead up to that image, that poster image. Yeah. And I felt that they wasted so much time in all basically building up in all these little tangents that weren't necessary. The back and forth, back and forth. The by the time the real the real image happened and what followed, I felt that the kind of the effect was blunted a little bit. Any any final thoughts? Do you think this would have done better if it if it had been released as a theatrical thing with with like songs? Maybe that would have been a better solution. Or or, or were you happy with it as it is? No, I do not miss songs at all. Uh, I mean, some some movies obviously need songs, and I, I have nothing against those. But uh, I'm just saying this one, no, no. But no, this this film could have. I told you this. I mean, it's not a per. I mean, forget perfect. It's not even like a great film. Mm. But I liked what they're doing. It's something different. You got you got to see. Honestly, I was thinking about this uh, later. But Vijay Varma really makes the movie worth watching with great performance all around. But he really makes the movie worth watching. And it was Pratik. Uh, thanks for thanks for joining me for this conversation. All right. See you, man. Bye, bye. Okay. Welcome back to Anurag Tagat. We're back to the What's the Chakra podcast. Anurag, how are you doing? Hey, Karan. Yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, how are How are you doing? I'm doing well too. And uh, you know, you are you are in Bangalore, and summer's over. Where, where is this season now in the the life cycle of Indian music releases? Are we getting towards event season again? Are we going to start seeing big, bigger, bigger like festivals and stuff now? Oh, absolutely! I think uh, there were there were some promoters who were even lining up like indoor festivals or just big ticket events indoor mm-hmm. during this monsoon period. But I think like yeah, what we're gonna see next is probably like yeah, the festivals that are gonna be happening and a little more outdoor, I guess. Like I think uh, there's there's still a little bit of while to go for that. Like maybe another month or so, where you know then the rain kind of uh, isn't so much like a unpredictable factor. and then i guess that's when like the festivals can come out in full swing but yeah until then like yeah we're still seeing a bunch of tours we're seeing i think like international artists are obviously like now finally planning their way here cleany from australia is going to be playing in india this month actually so there's a bunch of stuff to look forward to obviously in terms of the festivals all over the country are you going for any festival are you traveling anywhere do you have plans for the next couple of months As of now, um, I do want to go to Independence Rock in Mumbai. That's in November, so uh, you know, it's got that whole uh, rock, Indian rock sort of lineup just across the board, across uh, eras, if if I may say so. It's such so an iconic that, that looks... event, right? I mean, that, that, exactly. that's been around for decades. Exactly, and that they them coming back like after uh, more than a decade is is definitely uh, you know a big thing for for at least people who followed it back then. We don't know, like you know. how much of it will help build like a new audience and things like that but at the same time they they have their legacy so it's good mm-hmm. to see that that's being carried forward in mm-hmm. some way uh and yeah I'll, i'll probably be going to that and uh much after uh, made sure that i will be going to lalapalooza in bombay yeah. in january so that mm-hmm. that's a long way away but you know definitely looking forward to that as well i think that's going to be one of those that has has like a massive lineup from from what we're hearing yeah yeah and and this being the first one You know, there's. I mean, it's gonna be memorable. There's potential for like a lot of just 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 a lot of chaos is is in the cards. But 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 chaos can be good and bad because sometimes that's where memories are made of, right? Like the the very first one is 
is always like something you, you kind of have to witness. So I'm I'm curious to see how uh how this one turns out. Um yeah. Anurag, I want to talk about the the artists we chose for a song of the month. One of sort of in, you know contemporary India's best known pop groups, uh Parekh and Singh. They have a brand new record that just released I think with, uh, maybe a week ago. Um and uh, I mean there's there's very little for me to add about them because they have been uh, they they kind of like really popular across the across the board for indian indie music fans right so this particular someone who like you who has followed their work closely this particular album where did you see their direction changing or evolving from the past work that they've done yeah it's pretty uh, interesting because uh, when i finally got to hear this album in full after in fact like being having the privilege of hearing a few demos over the years from the group like uh what i realized was that they were heading in a lot more of, of a organic or kind of like a very urban kind of um you know electronic sound if that makes sense at least to say that it was uh a lot less of that futuristic dream pop you know like that whole very lush production you know that sort of stuff like i think they they sort of stepped away from that on this record to make it a lot more yeah just just rooted in a way like there's there's a lot of string arrangements there's a lot of like uh, woodwind arrangements and things like that like which they've never done before so uh, all of that i think makes it uh, yeah qu- quite an intriguing listen all in all and even thematically like i think they started like delving on some three different sort of things and in fact the track that we were going to talk about was i think it's it's a good example of that yeah so uh, the album is called the night is clear and um, you know parik and singh at uh, they they from calcutta i think this is the third major their album um, that's correct and the song that you chose uh, ccc I, i i i'm so glad that you picked the song it was like it, the moment i heard it you know it's one of those tracks that uh, this is where pop music is especially good at you you feel familiar the moment you hear it you feel like oh i i know what this is it's completely new i've never heard it before but i know what it is and i think um, that's the feeling i got with ccc you know it it felt both effortless but at the same time very carefully conceived you know the, the lyrics are again similarly like they're straightforward but then you can tell that they're pretty deep when you actually start paying attention to it so what made you pick this song um, in sort of like i and, and this album had a lot of other contenders that i think we had to sift through but why this song yeah i mean i i think uh, it was mostly because uh, it it comes across as a sort of like a like you said you know like it comes across as something comforting something um, you know even sonically it feels a little bit in that slightly like you know synth wave kind of space but again like because of the production choices they made on this it steps away from that but like it just feels a little bit laid back and you know the fact uh, the ccc kind of basically stands for city coast country mm-hmm. i think city country coast you know that that again like gives it a sort of escapist kind of vibe right like well maybe like you hear it on the road like while you're traveling or something like that but at the same time there are some really unsettling you know uh, sort of questions about uh, birth and death and life uh, uh, which are you know explored i think in the verses mm-hmm. and they they do that so well um, for actually people who haven't done haven't really delved into this like on this level i feel the previous material has been uh, you know sometimes intentionally superficial sometimes layered but on a you know like a metaphorical level or talking about like you know the sciencey kind of stuff but this was very um you know metaphysical it was very existential 
it was, uh, you know, almost, uh, it was quite intense. So I definitely get the vibe that they, they went for something new on this, but at the same time, like you said, it was in, you hear it and like, you you know, it sounds familiar. So they yeah. really uh, had that balance quite well. Yeah, I, I, that, that balance is the reason why I feel that, um, that, that this record, was, this particular song was just perfectly resonated. And, and even the record as a whole, for a band that's kind of, you know, achieved... Uh, a good standing among Indian indie bands and you know they have a regular fan following now way before this this latest album came out but for them to take like these risks to push things forward while at the same time maintaining their sort of core sound uh, I did appreciate that a lot like just skimming through the rest of this album Anurag anything else you'd like to add about any other like standout tracks from this song or anything else that you would like to add about this most recent record before we play the song um, I, w- I would just say, you know, it's it's really nice that, you know, Palakin Singer is still coming out with music in the sense of, uh, you know, they took a while to come out with this one too, but I feel that in between, like a lot of things happened, like the pandemic, for example, and I think they talk about uh, slightly uncomfortable subjects on this one, you know, which is, I think, very uh, different for them. Uh, there's a song where, which has like a little bit of a tabla thing going on. Uh, so, you know, like th- that's again, like a different stylistic journey that they've taken on. So, yeah, I, I really, uh, it, it goes to show that, you know, even if you have like a million streams, even if you have like that uh, global recognition and all those things, like uh, you're okay to like push the boundaries for yourself a little bit. I couldn't have said it better. Thank you, Anurag, for sharing your time with us. And uh, thank you for recommending this song. The song of the month that Anurag chose is Parik and Singh's CCC. Let's spend some time in the city Let's spend some time on the coast Let's spend some time in the country Let's spend some time being ghosts You've been sleeping too much lately It's like you never wanna talk In this age of forgetting I remember a lot If you really think about it Then death is just a dream
big thank you to all the guests for joining us today and of course to all the listeners who have tuned in i hope you have enjoyed this episode please check us out on the chakkar.com and we are on facebook on instagram and twitter at the chakkar until next time chakkar ghumte raho